We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome once again into Mel Tucker's Inside Zone, the weekly podcast here at the University of Colorado for the head coach of the Buffaloes. I'm voice of the bus, Mark Johnson, along with Mel Tucker, getting ready for USC this weekend. But we got, uh, we're talking tight ends today, Mel. And, and one of the best – well, in fact, he's got a good-looking trophy down the, downstairs here in the Champions Center that says he was the best tight end in America back in 2001. Yeah, Daniel Graham, man, one of the, one of the greatest of all time, man. And, and since I've been here at CU, I've gotten to, gotten to know Dan, and he's um, just a prince of a guy, you know, first-class guy, and just, uh, just one of the all-time great buffs. Dan, how you doing? Welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm doing pretty good. Good to have you on here. Dan – I mean, tell us about um, you know how you how you got to see you. I mean, growing up growing up in Denver and Thomas Jefferson High School, I know you had to be a, a, a highly recruited guy. You know, what was the recruiting process like, and how'd you end up in Boulder? Uh, well, you know what, it's it's a funny story. Uh, how I got in Boulder, I actually committed to Southern Cal, hmm. and mm, uh, mm, mm. I, I know and. Uh, the head coach at the time, Robinson, he had coached my father in college, and uh, he he wanted me to play linebacker. And I told all the recruits, I'm not playing linebacker, I'm playing tight end. <laughs> and when I found that out, I decommitted, uh, and I chose to come to Colorado. I was sick of taking recruiting trips. I had two more that I canceled. And I tell you what, that was the best decision I ever made coming to Colorado. You were a guy that played a number of different positions back at, at TJ, including, Mel, by the way, did you know Daniel Graham was a place kicker? I did not know that. That is one of the biggest, meanest place kickers in the history of football, Dan. Were you a straight? Were you a straight? A straight on guy? Like a? Were you a straight on kicker, or did you come soccer style, or how'd you get it done? No, you know what? I was. I was not a straight on. You know, I moved a little bit to the side, and you know, kicked. But you know, I also was a long snapper. I was the backup quarterback. You know, I did it all. Hey, the, <laughs> hey, the more you can do, brother, the more you can do. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's outstanding. So you get here to Colorado. And uh, obviously you leave here as one of the greats of all time. You've got uh, every tight end receiving record. You end up being the Mackey Award winner. Dan, take us back to that 2001 season. That, that was a special season for the Colorado Buffaloes, wasn't it? You know, it, it was a special season. Um, you know, it. Our, my class coming in, you know, for the five years there, you know, we went through a lot with a coaching change. And, uh, you know, it was our last year. And, you know, we decided as a senior class that, you know, we, we have to give it our all. And, you know, we all have to be all in. And, it was such an exciting season for us that last year. What do you think was the difference uh, that season? You talking about guys being all in and making a decision before the season. What was it? What was the difference in in that year and maybe the, the years previously? Previous. 
You know, you know, I think that um, you know we were just gonna the senior class was gonna hold the entire team accountable, and you know we just had to lead by example. We know that all the younger guys are gonna follow us, and you know whatever whatever we did, they were gonna do, and so. Uh, when we we just went out there and we wanted to practice hard every practice because you know uh, that's where you know most of your you know well that's where all your games are won you know at practice and you know how we practice will carry over to the uh, game day and that's one thing we did you know we just came out and held each other uh, held everyone accountable and just practice hard. Dan, and you touch on something there that, that I know Mel knows innately as long as he's been around the game of football. You guys were three and eight in two thousand with a lot of the same talent, and it just goes to show what that commitment and leadership by a group of men, you guys happen to be seniors, what that leadership can do in terms of turning around an entire roster. You know, and that's exactly what it was. I mean, we had the same roster, you know, going into our last year. Uh, It was just now a new senior class, and, you know, our senior class, you know, we were tight coming in as a senior class, and to this day we are all still tight. And, you know, because of that bond, you know, we, we just didn't, you know, want our last year to be, un, um, you know, just unrecognizable. And uh, it was it was such a special, you know, class that we had, and it was such a special year. Hey, Dan, who were some of those guys in that senior class that stepped up alongside you to help lead that team? You know, uh, the senior class was Andre Gerard, uh Victor Rogers, Roman Hollowell, mm. uh, Cortland Johnson, Justin Bannon. And, mm. you know, it was a few guys that, uh, were did not register, you know, coming in their freshman year, like Jayshon Sykes, Michael Lewis. You know, they were part of our senior class, and, you know, everyone just stepped up. You guys were one of the nastiest running teams maybe in the last 25 years of college football. I mean, you, had, you mentioned Cortland Johnson. There's Bobby Purify, Chris Brown. Uh, we talked with Marwan Hage a while back about that offensive line and how m- just mean and physical that offensive front was. You guys had an attitude on offense, didn't you? Oh, you know, we had a, a serious attitude. And, you know, uh, our O-line was just – it was a great O-line. And, uh, I, I, it, it, you know, it shows by the, the senior bowl. Victor, Andre, and myself started the senior bowl. And so this was uh, wow. our, mm-hmm. our line, you know, our you know senior year. And, a lot of people remember the Nebraska game when Chris Brown ran for six touchdowns, but a lot of people forget Cortland got hurt that first drive and didn't play the rest of the game. I mean, you know, hmm. you may not have heard about Chris Brown if Cortland didn't get hurt, but we were so deep at running back. Um, our offensive line, you know, we were physical and we just made holes and those guys ran that ball. You know, um, you know, being from being from Denver, you know, I've I've just I've been recruiting it in in the state and and just really talking to guys about how important it is to stay close to home and and build it right here did you did you feel some of that you know just coming to see you you know being an in-state guy and trying to trying to make CU um, you know a, a top-notch program or, and having your family close by where they could come see you play was that part of part of the decision you know it, it was part of the decision and you know Colorado was good and you know I just wanted to come here and continue, you know, this great program, you know, that we had. Um, you know, like I said, it was the best decision I ever made to come here to Colorado. And it's, you know, for guys, you know, at the time I did not know, but, you know, I know now that I've finished and been through the whole process. But, you know, it it means something when you, when you grow up here, you play college here, and then, you know, after your college career, whatever it may be, professional or not, you know, you have that 
connection to Colorado. And um, there's so many great alumni buffs here. And, you know, they, you know, um, they're here to just help out all, you know, guys when you leave here. So, you know, it is big, you know, for guys to stay here at home and really just help this program. Yeah, you're one of those those great examples of a Denver guy who played for the Buffaloes and ultimately played for the Denver Broncos as well, had some very nice years for the Broncos. All right, in, in CU history, uh, I'm not sure there's a game you can just say the score and have people understand what you're talking about, right? And you know what I'm talking about, 62-36. Any questions? Dan, take us into that ball game because here Nebraska comes in and, you know, they're rolling in, in the number one team in America and you guys destroyed the Nebraska Cornhuskers on that day. Oh, you know what? That score will forever live in my memory. And, you know, this year I finally made my wife sit down and watch this game. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm like – before we go to this Nebraska game, you have to understand what the score means because everyone's going to be saying it and stuff. And, <laughs> and she was just like, wow, you know, that wasn't even a game. You guys blew them out, you know. And for the, the first four years that I was here, you know, we lost to Nebraska by a total of 10 points, I think it was, in four games. And, wow. Um, you know, to come down to, you know, our senior year, they were ranked number one. Uh, you know, they came into Boulder on their high horse thinking that, it was going to be another Nebraska win. And, uh, you know, we just had something different in mind, you know. And uh, we played, you know, that game as a unit, and it was almost a flawless game. You know, we played how football is supposed to be played. You know, we played physical. We played smart. Um, we out, you know, hit them, and we made plays when we had to. You know, soft and, uh, you know, when you get, you know, when you get national awards and, you know, as a tight end, you get drafted. People talk about, you know, the receptions and yards after the catch and all that. But, you know, I've known you to be I've known, I've known you to be one of the best blocker blocker blockers uh in the game. So, you know, just t- talk to us about that contribution in terms of the run game and and blocking and and, and doing the dirty work. You know, when when I was here, John Embry was my tight end coach yeah. and you know, you know, going back a little bit, first, I was fortunate that my high school coach was a tight end who played at the college level. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to see you, my tight end coach, you know, played at, at the NFL level. And when I was here, he said, you know, I'm not worried about you catching because you wouldn't play tight end if you couldn't catch. So if you want to be great at the NFL level, you need to learn how to block. And that's all we did when I when I was here. You know, um, I still have DVDs of just little footworks, the placement, hand placements, everything. So I was taught how to block, which you don't see anymore. You know, with the tight ends. And, that's you know, right. me, me fortunate being on the John Mackey Award, I get to see majority of the tight ends across the nation, and no one gets in a mm. three point stance anymore. <laughs> and and so. Um, you know, when I get drafted to New England, you know, that's when I really just learned that, you know, what is a team sport and just do your job. And, yes, I led the nation in college coming, you know, uh, in receiving yards. And, you know, I want to catch the ball. But, you know, the Patriots used um, another tool that I had, which was blocking. And for me, I also enjoy blocking. I mean, it's, it's nothing more than dominating a guy bigger than you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or opening up that hole and that running back takes off for 30 yards and stuff. And and I actually really enjoyed blocking. Hmm. 
You win the John Mackey Award. I, I got to know John Mackey when I was at Syracuse. Uh, became a friend of mine. And, and I know, Dan, you're, you're fully aware of the history of what he was to the game of football and what kind of man he was. But what did that mean when you won that award? You know, it meant so much, you know, when I, when I won the award because my father, you know, he was there and he told me growing up in the Sandlots he wanted to be John Mackey. And, uh, you know, um, so that meant a lot to me to knowing that my dad looked up to this guy. And, you know, it's funny. My father told me a story that, you know, when he got to the NFL, he was playing against John Mackey in his rookie year. You know, he went up and, you know, you know, introduced himself. Hey, Mr. Mackey, I'm a big fan of yours. And, and he, my father said that Mr. Mackey looked at him and, was, you know, said some words that, you know, I'm not going to repeat now. <laughs> You know, but you know what I mean. The stuff. Oh, yeah. and it was just funny to hear that story. But hmm. I mean, he he changed the game. You know, for tight the tight end position. Dan, you mentioned being uh, drafted by uh, by New England. Can you talk to us a little bit about you know that the culture with the Patriots and some of the things you that you noticed once you got there, and you know the locker room and and how they did things there. You know, when I got there, I really didn't know anything else. I was drafted by the Patriots. This is all I knew. And this is what I thought the NFL, all NFL teams were about. Hmm. And it really wasn't until I left there that I really noticed and saw the culture there. You know, um, you know, the one thing that I love about Coach Belichick is that everyone is treated equal, from Tom Brady to the last person on that roster. Yeah. You know, he, he expects and demands the most out of everybody. And you know, the the famous saying up there is do your job, you know. And that's right. That's what everyone feeds into. You know, do your job and trust and believe that the guy next to you is doing his job. And when everyone does that, you know, you come together as one as a team, you know, in this ultimate team sport, no one's going to beat you. And we won all of our games on, on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in practice. You won two Super Bowls with them. In fact, uh, was it was a 38 and 39 you won. This, the, when you get into this game, that's the ultimate goal. And, and talk about that, that experience of getting there and winning a world championship in the National Football League and, and you know, with the kind of satisfaction you must go through as a player and as a team. You know, I mean, it is the ultimate goal. And, you know, for the record, I was fortunate and blessed to play in two Super Bowls, win two Super Bowls. But my number one game in my career is a CU Nebraska game. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty uh, strong. <laughs> yeah, but you know the fact. You know, I mean, my father played for seven years in the NFL, never went to a playoff, mm. and you know, for me in my second year to go to a Super Bowl, uh, you know, because I tell you what, I was at the ring ceremony after the Patriots won the first one. And that kind of made me mad. I'm like, I don't want to be here. I wasn't a part of this. Everyone's enjoying this. And you just feel left out, you know. And uh, my rookie year, we didn't even make it back to the playoffs. And uh, so my second year, I mean, we came and, you know, won the Super Bowl. We, we dominated that year. It was unbelievable, you know, to win that first ring. And so going into my third year, it was almost like I, this is what I expect now. This right. is, you know who we are, and this is we've already set the identity. You know, two Super Bowls in three years, or uh, it was two and three years, and this is who we are. We expected to win. So that third year wasn't really 
um, I wasn't really surprised or as excited. You know, I was excited, you know, to win two in a row, and that's the last year anyone's ever won back-to-back Super Bowls. But mm. it was definitely special winning that first one. You know, I worked for uh, Romeo Cornell. I worked for Romeo Cornell in Cleveland, and he had just come from New England. And we um, we brought in Willie McGinnis to uh, to play outside linebacker for us in Cleveland. And uh, obviously because he was a great player. But one of the reasons why we brought him in was to, to help establish the culture, um, you know, bring some of the New England ways to, to Cleveland. Um, did you find, you know, when you left New England and, and, and the other teams that, that, that wanted you, did you feel like um, part of the reason why they wanted you is because you had come from New England and you knew how to win and you knew how to work? You know, I, I do believe that's, you know, why, you know, the Broncos really wanted me here. Um, just because I had that experience, that um, winning experience, and was, you know, I know they brought me here to, you know, help mentor the young guys of, you know, this is what the NFL is about. This is what, you know, the attitude you need to win, you know, a Super Bowl. And um, I, I truly believe that's why, you know, one of the reasons why they brought me here. Dan, you think back to the 2001 season. You, you guys were number three in the poll before the BCS and were just, what was it, three one-hundredths of a point or something behind Nebraska despite the fact that the week before you just crushed them, 62-36. You, you still think about that to this day, that, that you, you were, in some respects you were robbed of a chance to play for a national championship? You know, I think about it all the time. I mean, it, it seemed like it's not right now. It wasn't right. 20 years ago, you know, it's, it's unbelievable to think that we beat Nebraska, we win the Big 12 championship, and still they go on to play in the national championship. You know, uh, hmm. I did feel like we were robbed a little bit of playing, you know, in the national championship. I'm reading here where it says you finished your CU degree in 2015. 14 years after, the, after you last attended CU, um, it was a promise you made to your mom and you were in class at that time with kids who were in kindergarten the last time you had attended class. <laughs> Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Did you just call Daniel old? I didn't, I I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, well, you know, I, I, tell you, I did feel old because when I walked in, you know, I'm gray hair and stuff, and they thought I was a professor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, my last year I, I had dropped my last three classes to get ready for the NFL. And, yeah. you know, the biggest thing my mom says, you know, you, you better go back and get your degree. I mean, I'm this close. And hmm. I, uh, I promise her I will go back and get it. And, you know, a few times when I was playing, I tried to do the online and stuff, but I knew that I wasn't that disciplined to do online classes and so when I finally retired uh I drove up to Boulder you know for night class and hmm. it wow. was actually you know I actually enjoyed driving up there for the night class I had a, a fun class I was in I enjoyed it and um you know I, I just try to tell the guys now though you know get it done while you're there it is so hard that was one of the hardest things that I ever done was going back to school 14 years later and now everything has changed now you know, I was used to getting the syllabus in my hand. Now I got to go online. You know, get my school classes and stuff. You know, it was so hard, difficult, but, you know, I got it done. And I just hope that, you know, uh, the student athletes now, that they get it done before they leave the school. 
Amen. And, you know, you just made yourself sound old by saying that. You do know that, Dan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, do me a favor. Talk, talk, I'd like you to talk a little bit about it. I know you're a fan of Mel, and you, you love what he's doing with his program. Talk a little bit about what is special about Colorado, what you love about what you're seeing, and, and why you think that this thing is just pointed in the in the right direction right now. You know, I I just love – I love Colorado so much, and I'm, I'm buff, you know, buff till I die. And uh, it is a great place to come to school, you know, and for one, you just don't have this scenery around you. You would never find this uh, prettier campus anywhere, yep. you know, anywhere in the university. And uh, I, it, it's been a long – 10 plus years, you know, just watching this program. And when, when coach Tucker was hired, I was so excited. I mean, I, I was like, you know what, we're going to, we're finally going to get back to what we all know, Colorado, the history, the buffs, you know, know what Colorado football is all about. And, you know, I just love how he is coming and changing the attitude, the culture, everything about the football program. Um, you know, cause he, been successful and he knows what it takes you know to be a successful college program and um you know just the different leadership that he's brought and then bringing in with the coaching staff here you know they're gonna you know these student athletes are gonna really learn how to play football you know what it takes to be a champion to win and stuff and um i tell you i mean soon as they hired him i went out and bought season tickets you know, I'm saying I'm here. You know, I'm going to be here supporting, you know, Coach Tucker, supporting uh, the student athletes here. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a struggle these last few weeks, but it is still such so much excitement, you know, to have this, you know, have Coach Tucker here and just changing this whole program around. Well, Dan, I appreciate that, man. It was, like I said earlier, man, before we went on the air, it was, it was great to see you at practice last week. And, um, you know, it's uh, – Reminds me of just some of these, you know, like a place like Ohio State, man, that, you know, where we uh, we came in there and, you know, all of our former players, man, rallied around us, man, and it, it makes a difference, man, mm -hmm. because our players can feel that, you know, and, and you have to have uh, tradition and facilities. And, um, you know, I just, don't, I just don't know how many people know, man, how, how strong of a football tradition there is here in Boulder, and, and that's why I just want to – that's why I appreciate you coming on. I want to get the word out. We want to bring that back because, uh, I mean, football here in Boulder is, a, is is important to a lot of people, and uh, and you've been a big part of, you know, the program. You know it is, and, and and I need to do a better job with just getting the alumni back up here to you know support these kids. Um, you know, because I know they, you know, when I come back. You know, I see guys, and, you know, they're excited to see me, you know, and I'm yeah. excited to, you know, see these young guys, you know, and I tell them, no matter when you ever play here, you know, we're all family, you know, and they're just, you know, these student athletes now are here to represent for us. You know, we we live carefully through them, and uh, uh, I definitely need to do my part in getting more guys back to, you know, just support you and the uh, student athletes now. Man, we've got the, the organization Buff for Life, and nobody epitomizes that more than Daniel Graham, the Mackey Award winner. Daniel, I always uh, appreciate seeing you, and uh, let's see if we can, we can help uh, Mel get a win on Friday night. How's that sound? Hey, I'll be there, you know, doing my yelling and everything I can to help, <laughs> help get this win on, on Friday. Hey, thanks, Dan. Appreciate you. All right, take care. 
Boy, one of the greats of all time. They just don't give away those Mackey Awards, by the way. He was an unbelievable tight end, as you well know. Oh, man. I mean, they's, they just don't make him like that anymore, mm. man. You know, he did a great job blocking, you know, receiving. And you can see, man, he's a first-class guy. Um, you know, he's a buff through and through, and I'm just – I'm just proud to I'm just proud to be associated with him. Yeah, one of the great bumps of all time, Daniel Graham, the Mackey Award winner in 2001, went on to the Patriots, at the Denver Broncos, who was with the Saints at one point, longtime NFL career, and joining us this week on Mel Tucker's Inside Zone. Coach, good luck on Friday against USC. Thank you so much. All right, that's head coach Mel Tucker. He and the Buffaloes will take on the Trojans on Friday night under the lights at Folsom Field. We'll kick that one off at 7 o'clock. Our coverage on the network gets underway at 7. For the coach, I'm voice of the bus, Mark Johnson. Thanks for joining us this week on Mel Tucker's Inside Zone. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.